Today on the show, the always enthusiastic Dick Beardsley talking Lake Bemidji fishing and much more. And just get it off the edge of that cabbage or actually sometimes right in it and you will catch walleyes during the day honest to gosh it you know you don't have to be out there at dark or trolling at night when it's you know pitch black out there you can catch them during the day lots of great info coming up next is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We've got Dick Beardsley in the house. He's one of the best and a fun guy to talk to. Dick, you were telling me before we got going here that the walleye might have been slow for a bit, but seems to be picking up again. It seems like it, Kev. Yeah, you know, when we hit that uh, that real warm weather there a couple of weeks ago and the water temperatures spiked and things, and, and it slowed down a bit, but now I've been out with uh, folks this last few days now, and, you know... We've been doing pretty good, you know. Not, not. I mean, they're not jumping in the boat. You got to work for them. But if you're willing to work for them, you'll get some walleyes in the boat uh, out on Lake Bemidji. Of course, one of the things, and I've talked to a number of guides about this. As a guide, you're out there in the time where most people, if they could choose, wouldn't be out there. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you, the last few times I've been out on Bemidji in the past week, you know. Most of our time has been spent between about 10 in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We get out there earlier, but that's kind of the majority of the time. And it's been bright sunshine, and there hasn't been a lot of wind. But I'll tell you what, Kev, we're finding those fish out there. And the the one thing is there's a little bit of an algae bloom going on on, uh, on Lake Bemidji. And that definitely benefits any lakes that's got the algae bloom because it does help that from that light penetrating down real deep. And um, it might not look the best, and sometimes it might not smell the best. But um, as a fisherman, especially if you're off after walleyes, it definitely is beneficial. Yeah. So where, where are you finding the fish right now? Kind of all over the place. We're still catching fish off the deep weed edges, okay. um, especially earlier in the day and then later in the day. And then um, kind of mid, mid-morning mid to mid-afternoon, kind of those sharp breaks. When I mean sharp breaks, where it, I mean it drops like a cliff. But if you can hang right along those edges, we've been and we've been using a combination of things, Kev. You know me, I love jig fishing. Yes. And so I've had, the other day, they were just crushing I mean, when you got one, they were crushing golden shiners. They wouldn't look at a crawler or a leech. Now, three days ago, they wouldn't look at a minnow or a leech. All they wanted was a crawler. And so we were fishing jigs and using crawlers. And, you know, I put everybody on something different when we first get out there. And then after the one gal caught two in a row on a on a, uh, on a piece of uh, crawler and a jig, I switched uh, her husband over to that. And then he started catching them, too. And then... Um, I started jig wrapping, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we did good on jig wrapping too. Okay. So, um, and, you know, and l- let me back up a little bit about that. Sure. You know, jig wrapping it is. You know, a lot of people think it's just for walleyes, Kev. But I'll tell you what, we've been nailing really nice crappies on them and big bluegills, and we use a real small size. And it, color really hasn't mattered a whole lot. You know, I've been using silver, but I've tried perch color and whatnot, and. Um, 
We're right off the edge of the deep cabbage where the bluegills and the crappies are and just pretty much vertically jigging. And they, I mean, they are just smoking that thing. And the nice thing about it, it keeps those smaller sunfish, you know, from hitting the, you know, if you're fishing with a, a piece of worm or a small plastic and jig or something like that. So that's worked well. And don't forget about casting them too. You know, a lot of people think the jigging wraps are just for vertical jigging, but um, we've been casting them, and the nice thing is where we're catching a lot of the crappies on area lakes and the bluegills is right up in and along the edge of the deeper cabbage, and you can rip those those jigging wraps right through there, and they normally don't get hung up with stuff, and that's kind of fun too. So, um, yeah, jigging wraps aren't just for walleye. Okay. You can catch pretty much anything on them. Well, I would think that the weeds would be a great place to catch fish because they all go there. They do, Kev, and I've been, I've been a weed walleye fishermen and all kinds of fishing for as long as I can remember. And now that, you know, some of the lakes are with the zebra mussels and are starting to get cleared up a lot, like Cass in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, Cass was clear anyhow, and now it's really clear. And a lot of folks think, oh, I can't catch walleyes out there during the day, but there's great cabbage on that lake and deep cabbage all over. And just get it off the edge of that cabbage or actually sometimes right in it and you will catch walleyes during the day honest to gosh it you know you don't have to be out there at dark or trolling at night when it's you know pitch black out there you can catch them during the day you might have to work at it a little bit more and you, you know you might get hung up a little bit and have to take some weeds and grass off your your bait that you're using but i tell you the fish are there oh they are and, and it's not just walleyes no it's that's <laughs> a neat thing kev about Fishing like deep cabbage, deep coontail, really about any kind of weed, you you never know what you're going to catch. You can catch pike, bass, walleyes, you know, muskies, you name it. They're all using those weed areas, and the bait fish obviously are in there. And then in that those deep cabbage where you've got some deep water close by, you know, the fish use that that outside edge like a highway. They follow that. So if you can keep on that edge, sometimes it's hard to do because, you know, those edges aren't already straight. They kind of go in and out. But a lot of times when they take that little turn in and come back out, that little inside turn on those weed edges can a lot of times hold a lot of fish. It's kind of like a stop sign out on the highway. You know, people got to stop there. There's that little inside turn. A lot of times the fish will stop there. I don't know why, but they do. And that's a good spot to uh, give it a shot. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you fished for many, many, many years. Yeah. Are you catching more walleyes in the heart of summer than you used to? Seems like it. Okay. Yeah, it does. It seems, especially the last few years. You know, last summer, Lake Bemidji was crazy, crazy, crazy good. Right up into the middle of August, slowed down for a couple of weeks, and it picked right back up again. This year, it's been a, not quite as crazy as last summer, but still good. Mm-hmm. But some of the other lakes in the area, too, you know, Turtle River Lake, we've been getting some fish, and Andrusia, and Wolf, and, and Plantagenet. And, and the bite, you know, considering the water temperatures are up in the upper 70s, some of the smaller lakes I've seen hit 80 for surface temperature. And uh, but the bite and the walleye bite's been holding up pretty good. So that's uh, as a guide, you like that. Do you have any theories as to why that is? I I really don't. I don't know. Um, and there's so much bait fish out there now and forage for the fish. It's mm-hmm. amazing you catch anything. And like and the nice thing about on Lake Bemidji, this last few times I've been out there the last week, we're catching a lot of a lot of various sizes. Kev, I mean we're we're catching fish from eight inches 
up to 28 inches and everything in between. And that's really a good sign of a healthy fishery when you get that that whole nine, ten-year class of different type of fish. Boy, that, that bodes good for the future for Lake Bemidji. It really does. The amazing thing about Lake Bemidji and Cass Lake, too, and that whole chain is that that's all natural. I know it. It is. It's, it's, that's what I tell guide clients out in the boat. I said, they don't put a fish in this lake. I no. said, it's, and there's nine or ten different year classes out here. And, it, you know, it's an amazing fishery. It, it really is. And um, we are so fortunate to have something like this in our backyard. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, Lake Bemidji is right in town. Yeah. But it's, it's one of the best walleye lakes in northern Minnesota. It, it really is. Yeah. I think part of it might be we've got better equipment. Yep. We definitely have better equipment. I think, you know, we can get on the internet. We can learn a lot more. I think for the average angler, certainly, yes. uh, has probably contributed to being able to catch more fish more often. I mean, I think muskie guys, you know, used to be, I couldn't talk to a muskie guy until August. Right. And now, you know, two weeks into the season, they're they're, they're, they're catching oh, yeah. fish. Yeah, so. they're, they're, they're catching fish. And, and so I think part of it is that, that you know, the, the people that are really like to fish and stuff, like you said, Kev, they can go to the internet. You can watch how to how to jig a jigging wrap. You can watch how to, you know, run a bottom bouncer and things like that, where you, if you didn't know how before, you just kind of went out there and, well, let's try it like this, you know. So that I think that definitely has helped. We have a lot more great information from Dick Beardsley to come. Stick around. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Dick Beardsley, my guest today, discussing why the lakes in Paul Bunyan Country are so healthy. You know, people are really kind of putting their own limits on fish, too, as far as what sizes they're keeping, you know, and, you know, a minimum size and, and a, a size too big that, you know, legally they could keep it. But, right. the, you know, those bigger fish, it's good to put them back in the lake. And Yeah, I, that's a great point. You know, the fact that, yes, we're, we're, we're un, we have self-control. Yes. And we've we figured out the sizes that are best to keep. Yes. And we don't always take a limit every time we're out there. And I think that probably contributes as well. It, it totally does. And, in fact, most of the folks that I take out walleye fishing – they don't want to keep a limit. Even if we catch one, they want to keep enough for a couple of meals. And that makes me happy as heck. It really yeah. does. Because, I, you know, I've been a proponent for a, a while now. To I'd love to see him drop the walleye limit down to four. Um, you know, South Dakota is four and other, a few other states are. You know, and Leech and, and uh, Red and stuff, they got their four and they got, you know, size restrictions. I just think, you know, but the DNR, you know, they, well, the average person catches 0.6 walleyes for an eight-hour day of fishing. But what it does do is if you get on, a, especially a smaller lake that's got a hot bite going, and now with social media, you know, I call you, you call your friend. Next thing you know, there's 20 people out there, and they're just hammering these fish. I just would like to see them, um, you know, drop the limits a little bit. Um, but, you know, some more and more people are kind of limiting themselves. Mm-hmm. that They don't need a limit every time they go out. Yeah, I, I I do think that uh, the the education of the angler and the concern that Minnesota anglers really have about preserving this has been really helpful. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's great to see. I I really think, Kevin. I've told this to many people I've had out in my boat. I really think fishing today is better than when I was a kid growing up. I really mm-hmm. do. I mean, you know, people are you know the 
the water quality is more of a concern and people are watching what they're putting on the yards if they live on the lake and, and they're not just taking out, you know, mowing right down to the lake shore anymore. Some people still are, but a lot of them aren't making a little bit of a buffer there. That's helped. They watch what they put on the, their uh, lawn as far as fertilizers, things like that. And I think the, the water in a lot of lakes is cleaned up a little bit and, and people again are more apt to, uh, you know, be more conservation-minded than they were when I was a kid growing up. You caught a fish, it went on a stringer. It didn't yeah. matter what it was or what size it was, it went on a stringer. <laughs> um, so you've been out on Bemidji a lot. And I may have asked you this earlier this year, and I've been asking a few people, are you noticing anything different due to the zebra mussels in no. Bemidji at this point? Not, not at, I haven't noticed anything okay. at all. Okay. And, you know, they just found them last fall, and there was only what they find, a, not even a handful of them. Yeah. But they do multiply very, Pretty very fast, quickly. Yeah. and. Um, but you know, Bemidji's never been a super clear lake anyhow, and there's always kind of a little of a, I don't want to call it a coffee color, but it's off colored, you know, compared to like a lake like Cass or something like that. So, you know, that lake may not be as affected as some of the other lakes that are normally real clear anyhow. Mm -hmm. I guess time will tell over the next few years what happens. And, but you know, we still got to keep you know, doing our best to try to keep these darn things out. And I did hear that the University of Minnesota has come up with something now that they think can really, if not eliminate them, at least kind of put them on hold or something like that. They have tracked the genome. Oh, so okay. Yeah, I guess that can lead to many more discoveries now. Great. So. Well, that's good news. Yeah. You know, but we still, we people can't get complacent just because they might have something that'll help that. We still got to, you know, that's not just zebra mussels we're worried about right. also. You know, there's all the other things that we don't want to drag into the area lakes that don't aren't infested with anything. And But it's Absolutely. funny, Kev, when I get guide clients from out of the state come in and we'll go to a, a lake somewhere and any lake that's has infested, you'll just sign on there, infested lake lake and it kind of freaks the people out a little bit like Gee, can we not eat the fish out of here and i tell no no the fish are fine it's just we got some invasive species that have got into the lake so yeah. Yeah. well i know you do more than lake bemidji where else have you been fishing lately well uh, wolf has been good and drusia plantain jeanette uh, big lake was going really good for a while that's kind of slowed down a little bit turtle lake has been good and you know the nice thing about turtle you know you can get into mobile and you can get on to a uh, little turtle too although be careful going through that little bridge or that underpass into little turtle boy you know i've got a my boat barely fits through there and you want to watch it because you're going to be back you know smacking up against the sides and whatnot but um I'm trying to think what other lakes. Um, oh, uh, Beltrami has been just great for bass fishing. And oh. we, uh, we've actually been catching a few walleyes out there bass fishing. Oh, really? And, yeah. Okay. And why Beltrami isn't a better walleye lake is beyond me. You know, there's so many humps and bars and rock piles out on that lake. But, you know, the DNR has put a lot of fish in there over the years, but they've never really taken. But I've caught more walleyes out there this summer with people bass fishing than I have the last couple summers combined. So maybe <laughs> wow. it's coming around. Yeah, so you, those lakes you mentioned, those are great. Bass, northern, 
you know, panfish Multi species, yeah. yeah. And and you said the panfish bites been pretty good right now. It has been. We've been finding the panfish, you know, up in that deeper cabbage and especially I've been concentrating on sunken islands, so like mid lake structures, but it's gotta for the panfish or for the bluegills and the crappies, it seems like it's gotta have some decent cabbage on there. If it doesn't, it really doesn't hold the fish. But if there's some cabbage out there and there's deep water close by on those sunken islands out in mid structures on the area lakes, you'll find some nice crappies out there and some big bluegills too so and you know that's another thing kev you know a lot of people and i love walleye fish and i love the challenge of it especially at this time of the year but you know if if you want to just have some fun and put some table fare on without having to work real hard man the the crappies and bluegills are a ball and you start catching those 10 inch bluegills which i hope you all put back but you talk about a fight it's like pulling up a dinner plate you know they <laughs> the way they come up through the water column and whatnot so you know sometimes you got to just change your focus a little bit and um to get on uh, maybe a little bit better bite and um you do that and when you bring them in just pretend you're reeling up a walleye you know, yeah. <laughs> even, if it, even if it's a crappie or a rock bass, pretend it's a walleye. <laughs> well, I, you know, so you know, there are people will argue uh, that the bluegill uh, are actually tastier than than walleye, and perch are tastier than walleye. And, I think and so they there's are. lots of. And if you can figure out how to get the bones out, northerns are really northerns tasty are fish. great. And another one that Kev is absolutely excellent table fare. Maybe I mentioned this before. But and they they're the they get the oh not a rock bass. <laughs> Those rock bass, there's some lakes like Turtle River Lake and a few of the other lakes around the area have giant rock bass. I mean, well over a pound. And they are fighters. And when they're when you find a school of them, it is one after another. And when, when you fillet them, Kevin, you hold a crappie fillet up and a rock bass fillet, you cannot tell the difference. The only problem is, and it's not even a problem, is most of the rock bass will have a grub or two in them. You just cut them out. And even if you forget two or you miss one... It's not going to hurt you, and but they are fun to catch. They're fighters, but when you handle them, be careful because their dorsal fin is like porcupine quills <laughs> when they stick out. But um, you know, they they kind of get a a, a, a bad um, bad notation on their uh, on what they are, but they're fun to catch and they're very good table fare. Yeah. I've never, I've never eaten rock bass. So that's that'll be well, something. We might have to have you for. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll invite. I'll invite you over for a fish fry, and I'll tell you we're having crappie, and then afterwards I'll tell you you just ate a bunch of, of rock bass, Cal. <laughs> you know, I just uh, I was listening to an interview I did with Paul Nelson a few years ago. Yeah, and he was talking about he he do this kids camp. They all wanted to catch. Why? Well, he would do these taste tests. Yeah, he wouldn't tell them what they were. You know, and make it so that you couldn't really tell what right by the shape. They couldn't tell the difference. They were all good. Kev, I can't tell. Like we had some, I had some uh, dad and his son out uh, for three days a week and a half ago from Chicago. And one night I said, "We're, we're going to have Jill and I going to put a fish fry on for you because they don't ever keep any of their fish, but okay. uh, to take back with them." So we had walleye, rock bass, crappie, and bluegill, and and I was eating all of them. And I really, I cannot tell. The difference, I really can't. And it's not like I put a big, thick coating of batter on there. I just use a real light, almost like a cracker crumb type of batter. And to me, they all taste good. Yeah. You know, so um, I think it's more in your mind than anything else. Wrapping up another great conversation with Dick Beardsley next. Fishing, the only sport with more logos than NASCAR. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
Wrapping things up with Dick Beardsley. We were talking bass when we went to break. Speaking of bass, that was always our you know secret up here. There weren't that many people fishing them, and the ones that fished them really enjoyed it. But it's not a secret anymore no. with the with the college tournament here. Now we got high school bass fishing, right? And college bass fishing. Uh, people know what a, what a great bass oh my. fishing area this is. It's I, I tell you what, and I, I do see the last couple of years now. I've seen more and more people oh, yeah. out on lakes, specifically targeting bass. It used to be folks just out pan fishing; they'd catch a you know some bass, and um, and you know I I was out on one lake. I can't remember which one recently, and. They had a, a bunch of nice bass on a stringer, which I wish they hadn't done that. But yeah. again, it's it's perfectly legal for them to keep you know bass. You know, if they're under, you're going to have one over twenty inches, I think. And yeah. make sure what lake you're on that yeah. you know the rules, because a lot of the lakes in the area have that fourteen to twenty inch size. Now you got to put back right away. Right. The smaller ones, if you're going to keep them, are better eaten anyhow. You know. Yeah. But no, the bass fishing, Kev. Is it's fantastic, and if you want just a lot of fun, and this is the time of year now, Kev, we have the water temperature at the highest. The metabolism on the bass is going through the roof. They are they're chawing and chunking everything, and the smallmouth bass fishing continues to get better and better, especially on the Turtle Lake chain of the Turtle River chain of lakes. You yeah. know, it can be a lot of fun. It really wow. can. Um, what's has Bemidji been the lake you've been on the most this year? For walleyes, I would say, yeah. Yeah, okay. probably Bemidji. Yeah, Bemidji and Andruja, we did really good for uh, a while. And we've been doing pretty good on over on Turtle, too. So, um, And now, you know, once we get into August, by mid-August, a lot of the bait fish and forage that's out there, it starts getting eaten off or dies off or whatever. And and we get start getting those shorter. We are getting shorter days now, but even more so as we get into mid-August. And that, that bite starts to pick, slowly pick up as we get into mid-August to late August. And, of course, the fall fishing around here is yeah lights out. You brought up Big Lake. That's a lake that comes up like three times a year, it seems like. But that is such a great lake. Walleyes? Yep. Unbelievable uh, bluegills in there. Yep. Musky fishery, yes. strong musky fishery. It's a it's a great it, lake, but it just kind of hides back it there. It does, and that's fine with me because I <laughs> I really love that lake, and you know it's there's it's right in the middle of the Chippewa National Forest. It's gorgeous. Um, it, you you couldn't fish that lake every day for a week and cover all the spots. There's just all kinds of humps and bars, and there's lots of g- great cabbage out there, and and um, it's really a and a fun lake to fish, and there's. About the only people you see out there are fishermen. There really aren't many recreational people. You know, there's not a lot of cabins. There's a couple of resorts out there. Most of them cater to the fishermen. And um, it's just really a, a, a fun lake, and it's just gorgeous out there. Yeah, I love that lake. Yeah, it is. It's a great it, – oh, there's so many great ones. I know. <laughs> we are – Kev, I mean, you could literally put all the lakes on a dartboard, close your eyes, and just say, I'm going to fish – bing that one today and you'll probably do just fine you know i mean we are so blessed to have the lakes the amount of lakes we have and the the quality of fishing that we have in the bemidji area it's uh wild i I don't think there's a place like it i don't think so you ever do you ever get out trout fishing you know i don't and it's something i want to do you know my grandpa my mom was raised and born in montana my grandpa was a big game hunting guide and a trout fishing guide out in oh. western montana he died unfortunately before i was born but um it's something i've always wanted to do i've had a few uh, fly fishermen in my boat with me that i 
they're up on the front of the boat and, and they're in the fly rods catching bass and some pike. One guy even caught a couple of walleyes. And but uh, the trout fishing, it um, that intrigues me. Yeah, yeah, and it's good around here. I know another thing that's really good around here. Well, I know I, I heard you talking to the guys from the local trout and is it trout unlimited? Trout unlimited. Yeah, yeah they're great guys and yeah. what a great organization and. Having that thing they had at uh, the state park, I think a weekend or so ago, and turn, learning, teaching kids and and adults for that matter how to tie flies and whatnot. Um, what a great thing to get into. Yeah. So, you, but you haven't tried that one yet. I haven't. Okay. No. No. I've. I've. I, years ago, I went. A friend of mine went over to Bad Medicine Lake, and um, they're on one thirteen, just south of Itasca Park. And it's lots of rainbow trout in there. And it was kind of fun, but we were in his boat using downriggers, you know, and it was like, oh, downrigger popped, you get to reel it in. I'd like to get out there and like get in the get in the brook and yeah, yeah, get your waders on. Exactly. Do it like that. That would be that would be fun. Yeah, that's a, that's another. It's a great again a great resource, and we got plenty. Yeah, of them here. but I don't know if I'm talented enough, Kev. To, I think I'd have that line probably wrapped all out of <laughs> around my head, or have the fly stuck up in a tree. Somebody might want to get a video of that one. <laughs> so, what do most of your uh, clients want to fish for? You know, a lot of times they say whatever's biting. Okay. Honest to gosh, Kev, and I've really noticed that change. It used to be, even just a few years ago, walleye, 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 occasional crappies, bluegills, some bass. Now, I would say over, I'd say 60% of the people that book a trip, we just want to go out and catch fish. So, Dick, we'll leave it up to you. Whatever you think is biting good, that we can get the best action, that's what we want to go for. And it makes my job a little bit easier. But, like, now, this past week, I've had three or four walleye trips and I like the challenge. You know, I do. I love getting out. There. I love walleye fishing. And I get so excited, especially this time of the year when a client gets a nice fish on their line, you know, and they're excited. And, and I like the challenge of of seeing if you can, you know, get them figured out. And when the conditions maybe aren't the best, you know, and um, it brings a lot of satisfaction. That's for sure. Well, if we're going out this weekend, where should we go and what should we be doing? Boy, Lake Bemidji, if, you're, if you want to go after some walleyes, Lake Bemidji would be a tough one to beat. And again, those sharp breaks in the deeper water, the deep weed lines, we even get most of our fish 12, 14 foot off the deep cabbage. And you can, a number of ways, you can pull spinners, live bait rigs, jigs are working. I But I definitely recommend having all three baits with it. I'm not, I don't own a bait shop or anything like that, but you know, I'd have some some minnows with me i'd have definitely leeches and crawlers because you just never know and even on the same day all of a sudden they can be hitting a minnow next thing they know you they don't want a minnow anymore they want a leech all of a sudden they quit eating leech you throw a crawler down boom they're hitting a crawler so you'd like to have all the baits with you instead of having to run back into town right but um but you know uh, lake bemidji and Druja has been good. Wolf has been good, and the crappies are going nice on wolf off mm-hmm. the off the deep cabbage on that lake. And um, Plantain Jeanette, I haven't been out there for a couple of weeks, but that's typically you can go out there and get some nice perch and some walleyes. And there's always that chance if you're a musky fisherman of getting a big one out on Plantain. So uh, yeah, lots and lots of lakes around. That um, right now the bite's pretty good for just about everything. Okay. Dick, you got any spots left? Do people want to hire you? I got a few, but I tell you what, this has been one of the busiest summers I've had in a long, long time. But, you know, every once in a while you get a cancellation or somebody gets sick, can't go, give me a call at 218 
1-800-556-7172. I'd love to try to get you out there and we'll have a good time and uh, tell a few stories and hopefully catch a few fish. And if people want to check out uh, what you're doing, you've got uh, a couple of social media accounts they can check yep, into? you bet. You can go to uh, Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide dot com or dick beardley fishing guide i'm on facebook too you can right. check into that so lots of pictures and things like that dick beardsley joining me it's always fun to have you in the studio thanks dick for stopping by today hey kev thank you we'll talk to you again soon thank you fishing bon bon in country